0: I'm ready.
1: Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 293 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, my patrons, Jeremy Weltman, Brad Dahl, and Ed Ferguson all join me to discuss some of their favorite albums to come out in 2022. Uh, We recorded this on August 12, 2022. So if you're listening to this after, this is more or less the first half of the year Uh, Albums that we've been digging so far in no particular order. And look, we do these types of episodes for uh, those that, as I call them, lazy listeners that just say, oh, there's no good music to come out after 1989. No, you just suck as a fan. And as a result, (laughs) you're not up to speed with maybe what your so-called favorite band of all time is releasing because there's a lot of that going on. Going on, excuse me. Yeah, remember when Dokken was, you know, when they released their last album, you know, Back for the Attack? Um, They've le- released 38 albums since.
2: Oh, they have,
1: man? Yeah, I I kind of checked out after Back for the Attack, man. You know, music after that kind of sucked. Mm, no, not really. It's just that you suck because... Thanks to you and your closed mind, bands like the one that you supposedly really love were no longer as popular because you decided that you were going to check out. So don't say that, you know, that something was no longer good or, you know, oh, music in the 90s sucked, man. Fucking Nirvana. Um, There was more music than Nirvana going on, my friend. If you got stuck, just Nirvana or Grunge or different grunge man, then it's your fault that you didn't keep up with some of your favorites. So whatever. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy this. Go to marsattacksradio.com to keep up with everything that I have going on with this podcast, with the Signals from Mars live stream or anything else. I appreciate you taking the time out to listen to this show. And on that note, Let's get on with my discussion of 2022 so far. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite albums of the first part of 2022. And one of the things that I wrote as well is that we do have the Aussie album the Megadeth and the Slipknot coming out between now and the end of the year. So there's still a lot of good stuff to be had and to come out and, and those are just three big artists. That's not even counting some of the smaller artists because my list here um goes beyond you know very big artists, there's little known artists, there's independent artists. There's there's a little of everything. So um i wanted to start with you what are some of the albums that stand out to you i actually have 15 albums that i've listed here <laughs>
3: okay. yeah so. yeah i've got um let me just say three six seven eight nine ten eleven i've got 14 on my list as well so i'm gonna take them i'll take the ones that are sort of bubbling under first and we'll talk about the bigger ones later so okay. i just like to pick three that. Can- Came out at various points this year, which I thought were good, without mm-hmm. being brilliant, but were you know worth a listen. Uh, one of them is the Tony Martin album Thorns. Yeah. Uh, the other one is uh, Anvil's album Impact is Imminent, which I picked as a patron's pick uh, during the year. Um, the third one is the uh, Michael Schenker Group album Universal. Now, all three of those albums I thought were very listenable. Uh, I thought they were all fairly typical of their sort of genre and what they, they kind of do, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that you know they were all decent releases without being you know top ten material. They don't all have to be, um, but they did, didn't disappoint. Yeah, and uh, there were certainly tracks tracks you know there were tracks. On the all which I really enjoyed. Yes,
1: I, I agree with you. Well, I look back at my 2022 playlist, and I went by what albums had the most songs in that playlist for me. uh The Tony Martin happens to be there. That's that's on my list. That there's mm. a lot of stuff that's just single songs or two songs. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. But you know, hey, we're trying to point out some of the more solid albums, and obviously our tastes are slightly different. Um, for me, uh, so if I go with the first three here, I would go with uh, the the self-titled debut by the band Mall, which I had their mm. uh, bass player on earlier this year. There's a song off of that called Summoner, which I'm mm. now hearing in my head as I'm mentioning it. And it's one of those songs where it's got the uh, catchy-ass chorus where it just gets stuck in your head for days on end. So there's that. Uh, I really like Crowbot's latest album, Feel This. I think that was very mm-hmm. strong, possibly the strongest album they've released in quite some time. Um, and I also want to point out the Black Swan album, Generation Mind. I really feel that that was strong, and I didn't expect it to be strong, you know, because it's one of these projects where, all right, so it's a bunch of guys from you know bands that we know. Um, for them, a lot of times and for the most part, these are all right. Checks in the mail. I recorded it here. Here you go. You know, I don't care type of a deal, but the band is really, you know, playing above what I expected. You know, there, this isn't an album that's chock full of ballads. It isn't just there, you know, just to, to, uh, you know, placate the the typical 80s crowd because some of these riffs are very heavy, very crushing. Uh, Reb Beach is phenomenal on this. You know, I think he's like the unsung hero and this was almost like his turn out of any album that he's recorded uh, since, since the beginning where he's, you know, he's always bitched about the whole Beavis and Butthead thing and how, you know, why was Metallica praised and why weren't we praised? You know, I can riff heavier and better than Kirk Hammett. And this is the first time where it seems like he's really taken a stab at doing that. So, and Robin McCauley is just fucking ridiculous on this. You know, he's singing, you know, just as good as ever. And I, and I think the combination of of the band as a whole is just so good. It's funny. I was thinking about what was better, this or the end machine. And as much as I like the end machine, uh, you know, I think George has kind of done too many projects where he's mailed things in and it's kind of given me that kind of like, "Eh, as much as I love George, just this album isn't working for me. The end machine really worked, but I truly think that this black Swan album is really a cut above what, what has done in, in the end machine, for example. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they're all good picks. I, I really like the Mall album as well. It just shows you how many great albums have been released so far this year because we we, we yeah. haven't even touched on all of them yet. And, you know, <laughs> right. We just mentioned a few. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I'd just go on and mention a couple more. I mean, there was another one which was a patron's pick for me. It was a, a UK band, which I remember from the New Wabam era, New Wave of British Heavy Metal era, Cloven Hoof released an right. album. Called Time Assassin, which I thought was much more interesting than their early stuff. It was obviously better produced. Um, their songwriting has improved since the early days of the eighties. I think they obviously disbanded for a long time and then just could, sort of came back. Uh, and it was it was well worth a listen, and it was really good that week. And I think I picked it as a you know one of the one of the patrons' picks that week. Um, and then we're going to go into another album, which is a New York band called Sanhedrin. Now I bought this album it's called Lights On and it's absolutely fantastic. I mean I I've listened to some of their earlier stuff and it's okay but this album they really get it on with the songs. It, there's some songs on there about, about the, you know covid the pandemic um and the, I think there's only about eight songs on the album uh but they all rock. Uh they're all well written. They're all Catchy in the end, uh, and you, know, you just want to play it again and again. They've got a female vocalist. It's a three-piece band, uh, and if anyone's never heard it, really go and listen to it straight away because
2: it's it's super stuff.
1: Cool. Um, you're just going to mention those two now. Or you want to go with
3: th- just two at the moment? Yeah. Okay. Go on, I'll, I'm down right. to hear a couple from you.
1: Okay. <laughs> um i will uh chime in with with two more here um the the next one and we welcome uh brad doll to the show I, I i guess the clocks aren't working in utah right now oh they're on retirement time
0: wait a second <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look at this here clock Whoa. We?
2: oh it's look a, at that look it's at a that. half
0: past power and glory there you go. <laughs> yeah, it says it's four o'clock. I thought this show started at
1: four. No, I know. We, we 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 start an hour earlier now. It's the we we take up the where the old fireside show was. We oh, start yeah, up, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: when well old- you know <laughs> well clock like, very much anymore, you know. I don't have to get up in the morning. There you go. This is, yeah, this is what happens when you're retired. You're- yeah. Sense of yeah, like, it, who cares what time it is, man? It's, <laughs> it's always party time. Us, us,
1: <laughs> us, us folks that are nearing midnight. That's, that's who cares. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So next two for me, a band out of uh, Canada, a little bit left of center for what we usually do. They're called the birthday massacre. They released an album called fascination. I should be re- receiving the vinyl on Tuesday, supposedly. So, the best way to describe the Birthday Massacre, um, before like a lot of the Stranger Things um, 80s, like keyboard heavy stuff started getting popular, uh, the Birthday Massacre was doing that already for 10 years, 10 to 15 years when they first released uh, their, their music. The thing is, it's not just that, there's a lot of heavy guitars that go along with it. So just think of, uh, like your bands from, you know, um, bands like the motels or, or or till Tuesday or stuff like that with heavy guitars and with much more aggressive singing because their lead singer Chibi, (coughs) excuse me, from time to time does throw growls in there, not overly growly like the arch enemy that we mentioned before, but, um, but, she does it where it's needed. It's kind of peppered in there. So I've always enjoyed the band and I enjoy this new album as well. Uh, that came out earlier. Uh, Zeal and Ardor, the self-titled album that they released earlier this year that uh, I featured as one of the albums of the week on Patreon. Um, I really enjoyed this album more so than anything else that they've released. I'm a huge fan of Nine Inch Nails. And this album is really a hodgepodge of industrial hard rock. Uh, the band has been known for black metal in the past. There's a little black metal on here. There's straight up hard rock on there. There's gospel on here. There's blues on here. There's a little of everything, which is what I think makes the album so cool. Um is that there's like no defining box? Like everyone, you know, when I was reading reviews about it, oh, they're black metal, black metal, black metal. I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot because everyone talks the band up. And I listen to it, and I'm like, okay, there are elements there, but it's not what I was expecting. So this one is is one that I really enjoyed. So um, Brad, have you done your homework? Have you have do you have any uh, albums that have come out in 2022 that you want to mention? So far, me and Jeremy have listed off five albums each.
0: Um, no, I'm I'm way behind on my homework. What, give uh, me your five albums real quick. I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll tell you if I've heard them. Okay, Jeremy, go ahead. You you give him. Yeah. So I mentioned Tony Martin's Thorns album. Uh, I have that. I bought that, and I like it a lot. That came out this year. Yes. Yeah. Wow. yeah so um yeah every time i hear it uh again i still like it and like it more even uh i think i think he did an excellent job i i don't know what he's going to do with this now uh i don't know if it, you know it's like putting out albums just to put out an album in the, today's world seems kind of silly but uh i like the music so there you go yeah 100 on that one okay what else you got jeremy yeah
3: a few more just bubbling under really under. the the top 10 uh there was anvil's impact is imminent which um i picked patron's pick you, you obviously know what you're going to get with anvil so it's it's very, very much in there so it's the usual thing and then the
0: uh based on your view yeah uh but i haven't listened to it yet because i've got a stack of music like almost as tall as me that i haven't <laughs> listened to yet you think with all this time off i'd be listening to more music but right now i'm actually Learning more music, so okay. What else? So the Michael Schenker Group album Universal is latest. I album. bought that as well, and I haven't heard it yet. Okay, uh, and then uh, I went on to Cloven Hoof, Time Assassin. I bought that because of your uh recommendation, and I ha- I have actually I did listen to that. That's been guys That was like back in March or something. Yeah, I yeah, like it's a while back. I was out yeah. in the garden when I was listening to it, and I, yeah. I liked it a lot and bought it. So there you go. And then final one, uh, New York band Sanhedrin with lights on. Yeah, I haven't heard that, and I didn't buy it. And I, I, I know you did pick it, and I probably should pick. I probably should pick it up because you picked it. I, I normally buy everything you recommend. That's my biggest recommendation out of the five. Actually, that one. <laughs> oh well, I better get on it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll correct that error tonight. As you as you might have seen, uh, I corrected my Firewind collection yeah. based on uh, your comment. So I do have that, but I haven't listened to that yet either. <laughs> All right, Victor, what are your five?
1: Okay, so we did overlap with the Tony Martin. Um, I picked uh, the self titled album Mall by Mall.
0: Um, I picked. I, bu- I bought that as well. Wait, I think I have listened to that, and it was really. It's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the Canadian boys, right? Yep, they're the DC ones. see, boys? Yeah. yeah, see, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, I I bought it, I listened to it, and I like that a lot. Very Iron Maiden esque.
1: Yes, see that? Uh, Brad has all of a sudden become Celine Dion, and it's all coming back to him. Um, <laughs> let's see, <laughs> my next pick no here is uh, "Feel This." I'm also
0: by- getting more yeah. fit. there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> feel This by Crowbot. Uh no. Okay. Generation Mind <laughs> by Black Swan.
0: Uh I definitely have that and I really like that a lot. I've listened to that several times. So, I don't think it's as good as the first one, which is weird. I I've heard other people say opposite that they think this one's better. And I think you're one of those, right?
1: Uh that is correct.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, maybe maybe it'll uh grow on me the more I listen to it, but um yeah, you put those boys in a room and I'm I'm buying it. I I really keep hoping and praying that they will actually do a show somewhere uh, like Vegas, um, which, uh, you yeah, know, I'd go, I'd go, i go there in a heartbeat. I'd go to LA to see them too. So, all right. What else?
1: And then the last two, you joined us uh, when I rattled them off. It was the birthday massacre fascination and Zeal and uh, Order by Zeal and Ardor.
0: So, okay. I haven't heard either of those. So can't comment on that.
1: Okay. Um, Jeremy, what, mm. what do you want? What do you want to give me now?
3: Yeah, so the next few, I'll give you three. Um, so we've got the Michael Romeo album, War of the Worlds Part Two, which came out in March, I think. Um, okay. Some great guitaring on there. It was a decent album. Uh, and then there's a, an album by, by a band on ripple music called Valley of the Sun. They released an album called The Chariot, which is really well worth a listen And so that sort of traditional sort of classic rock-sounding um, some good songs on there, a really good band. Uh, and what, then, what's
0: the name of the band again, Jeremy? That one was Valley of the Sun. Valley of the Sun, okay.
1: We'll, we'll, yeah, put, a list. we'll put a list together, Brad, don't worry.
0: No, I, I'm going to have to buy this right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the
3: next one is one that I think we we'll are all agree on uh, because we, we made a big thing of it when it came, came out. In fact, I'm gonna see the band in, in uh, October. They're a band called Fury. Uh, from the I have West album. Midlands here in the UK and the album was called Born to Sin and we all like that one. Um just a great rock rock band. They've obviously got um really good singer the guy on the guitar you you interviewed the whole band they, they right. seemed really really great uh got got some they got a um, a girl on bass haven't they and, and female
0: vocals uh, backing vocals as well and um, they just you know they've got some great songs. Yeah, that that's a really good album. I like that one a lot.
1: Does the uh, West Midlands uh, accent differ very much from the Birmingham accent?
3: It's pretty much the same, so I'm not going to do it again.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: So
1: uh, for me, all right. So since you did three, I'll do three as well. Um, so I have on here, Error by the Warning a uh, band out of Mexico, Three Sisters, who had been releasing singles and EPs all of last year and they pretty much put it all together in an album which they released this year with I believe it's five or six additional tracks and I think the album the album caught me by surprise actually the the first song that I heard by them, Choke. I knew who they were but I had never really heard any of their original material. You know, it was a bunch of sisters that had covered Metallica years ago on the sidewalk in Mexico city. And, you know, it was a big deal because they were, um, you know, 11, 12 and 13 and and this and that. And they've gone on to cover Metallica on the new Metallica tribute album that was released coinciding with the uh, re-release of the black album. Uh, one of the only songs that was worth it, in my opinion, because they reworked Under Sandman to kind of make it their own. It's kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I stumbled upon them by mistake. It was one of these things that I was watching another video and I was letting just YouTube go. And all of a sudden I heard the song Choke. I'm like, wait a sec, what is this? And I was pleasantly surprised. I'm like, wow, finally a recommendation that I haven't heard that I that r- I really like. And I remember that night I listened to the video or I watched the video like seven or eight times. And once the single came out, you know, immediately downloaded, so on and so forth. So, air by the warning. I think it's a, it's a really strong album. I believe they were supposed to open for Foo Fighters on their tour. But obviously with everything that happened with Taylor Hawkins, that didn't happen. But, um, yeah, I, I see a lot of good stuff for them in the future. Um, A band that I would love to have on the show, at least their mastermind, uh, Trevor, I believe his name is. Um, Their PR person is Nikki Law, who I interviewed a few weeks back. The band is called Haunt. The album is Windows of Your Heart. And again, it's a band that every album has some good stuff on it. There's always... Five to six really strong songs on, on every album that he writes and releases. So I really think that this is something something worth checking out. Uh, now, the the last one that I'm going to mention here, it's another one of these uh, uh, industrial fused the hard rock bands that I know that I love, but I know that some of you guys kind of don't. Uh, Stabbing Westward, a band out of Chicago who had been on hiatus for... Since the late 90s, uh, finally got back together again and put out an album called Chasing Ghosts. And there's a lot of cool stuff on this. I'm really happy with this album. Again, when you have bands getting back together again, you know, is it going to be some just wonky album that they did for the paycheck? Or in this case, it seemed like there were songs that they'd been working on for the last few years with every reunion that they had had. And they finally released a, a full album's worth of music, and I'm I'm pleased with it. So those are those are my three.
0: Would you say that Stabbing Westward uh, album fits in with the rest of their catalog, or is it a different in a way? Or
1: it it fit it fits in with the rest of their stuff. I okay. mean, they they have. Are you are you aware of who they are?
0: I actually play a few of their songs on uh, Yard Metal. Thanks to you, because of you talking about them, I went and got their best of. And uh, cycled through it and picked about five songs that I'm featuring. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like a lot of what they do. Um, yeah. Well, from that album, anyway. So I will check that one out.
1: Yeah, I think it falls in line with, with everything that they've done in the past. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, Haunt. I, I also bought that one. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, and I bought the one that came out before. Guy, They put out like an album every five months, it seems like. Yes. Uh, there. <laughs> You know, when I listen to the the albums, uh, there's just something kind of just doesn't quite grab me about the about them. And I think think it's mostly the vocals. They're just kind of you know, Um, I don't know. And I I see posts about people talking about how great of a singer he is, and I'm like, okay, well maybe maybe live it's a different story. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, recorded and plus the recording is so Mm -hmm. lo-fi. It's it's not like exciting. to the ears uh, right. but every so often when i when I, I do play quite a bit of them on on yard metal uh because i i'm trying to support you know younger bands that are rocking mm-hmm. and I, every time a song does come up i'm like hey this is actually a really good song i don't mm-hmm. know why i didn't you know i th- obviously thought enough of it to play it so i i will uh dive into that new album and and well the last two albums i'll dive into eventually and get some of that up on the air so
1: yeah Aunt, since yeah. he's, since everything that he does is very DIY, very do-it-yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there he's releasing limited edition vinyls and cassettes and t-shirts like every so many months. You know, that's I think what the allure is for a lot of people is that he's very personable and that there's a lot of you know cool stuff to buy. Um, so do, do they play out much? You know, um they now have a solidified lineup, so I believe they are going to be doing more shows. Uh, cool. Yeah, for a time period there, they weren't doing any shows, I mean, between COVID and everything else, and it was just a one-man show for for quite a bit, so.
0: Okay. Yeah, one thing about them is they have, like, almost zero uh, social media presence out there, which hopefully right. Nikki's doing something about that. Because uh, I've tr- I've tried to find out more about them. I think they're from Fresno. Is that right?
1: Yeah, they're somewhere out in California.
0: Somewhere in the middle of California. Yeah, um, which I, I lived in Fresno for a while, and uh, <laughs> if you can call it that, saw a few great concerts there. Um, yeah, I, I would like I would like to see them live. I I think that would probably be a, uh, hopefully a more exciting experience.
1: Not at the Pepsi Center, right?
0: sure I and mean, i'm not going to denver no uh oh, i' yeah, all right.
1: I'm, I'm i'm mixing it up what's what's the what's the name oh, of the,
0: oh, area? the um vivant vivant home arena i think is what it is oh wow um, yeah, that place yeah. blows <laughs> i mean totally i although i uh, you know like i said i w- you know when i saw journey there toto uh warmed up and they sounded unbelievably good and i mean take the earplugs out not crazy loud you could hear every instrument playing uh and you could hear all the vocals all the great backing vocals that are probably mostly live um and then journey comes on and it was just a total like what the hell happened what what you know who's running the board man i don't know and supposedly neil sean really is picky about who's running the sound he actually listens to tapes uh that are recorded out front and He's, and I'm like, okay, well, that's cool, but it still sounded like crap there.
1: <laughs> Jeff Scott Soto was running the board that night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, your next few picks.
3: Yeah, so I think I've only got six left, so I'll give you maybe in twos now. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so the next one is Graham Bonnets Day Out in Nowhere, which came out in May. I, I bought this. Uh, unfortunately, it jumped a lot uh, on vinyl, and I got got in touch with frontiers who released it and they sent me out another copy of it. And it also jumped. Uh, so I've got two copies which jump and they're the only copies that I've bought this year, which do, uh, I said to them, listen, don't send another one because it's just going to jump. Um, I'll maybe make the best of it between the two albums. But anyway, that's my story of that album. The main thing about the album is that, um, I think he put together, some really good songs on it and he's got a really good backing band. Uh there's some great guitaring on it and it's a nice mix of songs as well. So if you play it, you know, several times, you get into it almost every song that's on on the album and you realize that, you know, even the weaker tracks are worth listening to. Uh there was some, you know, some interesting topics on the album and I just thought it, it was a really good good performance by a guy who's in his, you know, in his seventies and able to write decent tracks. Uh,
2: yeah.
3: Um And then the next one of those, um, you know, if we're doing it in twos, I would say the Thunder album, Dopamine, which came out in April, um, is absolutely fantastic. I mean, I play it regularly. I mean, as you know, Thunder are massive here in the UK. Uh, They've become very big, um, um, largely amongst people of my age as well. Uh, So they sort of played on mainstream radio as well here. I don't know how they did it because, they, they released an album uh, the year before, which was very very good and then they seemed to release this double album of roughly 16 tracks where they said that they couldn't drop any tracks so they decided to put it as a double instead of a single album huh. and every song is brilliant on it and it's you know they really are at the top of the game, very quality quality band producing quality songs and it's just you know standard rock but it's it's real to listen to.
1: Okay,
0: cool. I've actually listened to that album a few times, and I I do own it as well. So it it is good. Hmm. And so was the one before that. Um,
1: Okay. Uh, Joining us, looks like uh, Ed Ferguson has decided to uh, join us. Ed the Shred, how
2: are you tonight? Doing good. Can you hear me? We can hear you perfectly fine. I'm getting a lot of interference. Is that me or you guys? You hear that too? No, I don't hear that. Yeah. If I end up sounding choppy, I'm sorry. Sounds like Jeremy's barking. (laughs) Oh, those are my dogs. Apologize. (laughs) That's fine. Wasn't that a Pearl Jam song?
1: (laughs) What, dogs? That was a Pink Floyd song as well.
0: (laughs) Jeremy's barking.
1: Okay. Oh, no. Well, yeah.
2: Gotcha. (laughs)
1: All right, so um, there we go. We can see Ed now. Uh, Ed, have you uh, compiled any albums from this year that have jumped out at you?
2: Yeah. Um, of course, you know, I like the growly stuff. <laughs> so it might be a different list. Uh, my favorite this year so far has been uh, the Corpse Grinder. That came back out in February. Mm-hmm. I'm looking over here at my iTunes, so that's why I'm turning my head here. Uh one of a uh, kind of a surprising pick, one that I've come to really enjoy, probably my second favorite pick of the year so far, is the uh Generation Kill.
1: Okay.
2: You know that I actually I like the Hatred better than I like some of their previous albums. Okay. Uh, but that Generation Kill. Uh, h- however, they produced that record. It sounds great. Um, I'm starting to enjoy some of those new Lamb of God tunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that Violence EP that we listened to earlier this year. Right. And then the uh, that new Undeath. Those are probably the top records I've been listening to. And then you also turned me on to this uh, band I told you I'm enjoying a lot, uh, Cycroptic. Did I say that right? I believe so. You know, I don't listen to a lot of that kind of tech death metal, but -hmm. there's something about their sound that uh, really draws me in. Those guys are good. So, yeah, several good things. The municipal waste is good. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, the crowbar, the Dark gang, There's a lot of good stuff this year so far on the extreme metal side.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's cool because my list, uh, me and Jeremy have only overlapped once so far. Uh, yeah, cool. So that's awesome that you know we've kind of got all bases covered. I, I want to actually uh, put a list together afterwards uh, so that people kind of see what what we've been listening to and what we think people should be uh checking out. So cuz I mean a lot a lot of these sites when they put together you know their picks it seems as if they try to go with the most obscure stuff possible. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like well you know it's they they they're doing it for image sake as opposed to just you know shit that they're actually listening to but whatever. Um all right so Um, let's see. I'll, I'll I'll give you another two here. Jeremy just gave us two. Ed just gave us a bunch of his. And, uh, for me, again, following the theme of, uh, industrial hard rock bands that I've, uh, been checking out and really enjoying. I didn't expect to like this at all. Band out of Italy called sick and beautiful released the album starstruck. Uh, they released the first single off of this album. I should have had it pulled up so that I don't sound like an idiot when I talk about it, but um, let's pull this up real quickly here. I listened to their back catalog and nothing sounds as good as this album. So I think that again, this comes down to COVID having enough time to actually write and produce stuff. That sounds really good. Uh, This is not the end is the first single when that came out. I just kept playing it over and over and over again and the entire album i think is is really good so uh that's one that jumps out at me and uh ed just mentioned corpse grinder well the band behind corpse grinder put out an album called kings and liars with uh which is charlie belmore and his brother nicky and uh chris i believe is the bass player's name uh who are now also working on uh, uh ripper owen's new album and Jamie Josta's new album. They're kind of the team that works behind uh Josta, basically. They released an album called Transition Animals. It's nowhere near as heavy as the Corpse Grinder. Um, it's it's a mix of just like heavy hard rock bordering on metal, a lot of really cool melodies. They actually cover an REM song, which I always thought years ago, thinking, you know what? This would be a really cool metal song if somebody actually. You know, decided to like heavy it up, so they did that, and that was kind of cool. So, um let's see, Jeremy, you're you're next to
3: Yeah, so get into the final four now. um So my next two, the next one, you probably agree with me on this one. It's the uh, the new album by Ghost, Imperia, which came out, I think, in March. Um, Really good album, really, really good. Great theme, uh, you know, sort of civilizations and what have you, rather than being sort of the usual black metal deaths sort of stuff that they do. Um, and um, some great songs on there, you know, really good songs. Um, I thought it was, I mean, they're obviously a famous band now and they're going to get a lot of sales, you know, that you go into mainstream supermarkets and wherever uh, and record shops and they're, you know, the number one album or the you know, one that's being advertised, but you've still got to produce something that's really good. Uh, mm. And I think that they're probably just peaking on this album for me. And I think you've mentioned that as well, Big Two in the past. Um, so that that's one ghost. And then the other one, uh, the other extreme, which are, you probably all hate, but I absolutely love, is the new Journey album, Freedom. Um, you know, I'm a big Journey fan. I, I loved Escape when it came out you know, way back in the 80s. It was the best AOR album. They're one of the best AOR bands, but they haven't produced an album recently that has been up to the mark. This album is up to the mark. This album exceeds the mark, and it's an album that you can play and play again. There's some great songs on it. It's a double album, and I will you know, stand by that one.
1: All right. So I actually have the ghost on my list. So we've actually crossed over on two with that and the Tony Martin. So, um, Ed, any other albums you want to mention since, since we're still rattling stuff off?
2: Yeah. Uh, Dave Grohl's dream widow. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm still listening to that. I really enjoyed that. Wake up dead single that Dave Mustaine did with lamb of God. Yeah um that's probably that probably covered that decapitated's not bad okay and then i've been checking out that new uh all-female death metal band from new york i think cast crater yeah yeah mm-hmm. they're they're good i think they're probably my favorite all-female extreme metal band i've heard so far oh wow cool they, they can jam they got a good sound but yeah that probably covers it for me. I'm not getting into the Creator as much as I hoped I would this year i think I think you said you liked it though,
1: yeah, I liked it, but then, looking back at some of the albums that I've really been listening to throughout the year, uh I think it's a cut below, you know I was yeah. stretching it here because i uh both Jeremy and I picked I picked fifteen, he picked fourteen, and I went by you know what i have in my 2022 playlist and what albums have the most amount of songs and i started listening to stuff and i was like you know i like the album but i don't feel that it's as strong as some of these others that uh yeah. that, that that we've that we've talked about so far and the and the few that i'm going to rattle off that are that are left here um with the dream widow it's funny because i've i've heard on another show where they started talking about comparing that to the ProBot album. And Mm. what they were saying was that younger fans seem to like the Dream Widow more because it's more of an extreme type of a deal, whereas Mm. maybe older metal fans are more into the ProBot because that's more of a a Doom stoner metal type thing. So Mm. um, I love that ProBot album.
2: I did too. And he's got all our metal heroes on there.
1: Yeah. Playing with them. Yeah,
2: absolutely. All the guests, musicians and vocalists. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, let's see for me. Um, if I have to rattle off, there's three left because I said with the ghost, we coincided uh, return to earth oblivion. I had both uh, Chris Penny and Ron Scalzo on earlier this year. Again, An an album that has a little of everything. I mean, Chris came from Dillinger Escape Plan, which uh, has a lot of nuttiness at times with what they do. And um, again, mixed with a lot of electronic type things. Uh, Just something that I've always, I've enjoyed this album since I heard it. I don't know why it's not on any of the streaming services now. I got it on vinyl, got the uh, test print, which is the first test print I've ever gotten from any band, which is. Beyond cool, um, so yeah. So, Return to Zero, Oblivion, and then um, similar to what you mentioned uh, before, Jeremy. For me, the the, the latest Corn album, Requiem, only nine songs, forty something minutes. Uh, I've always been a Corn fan since the beginning, but I think that these last three albums, they've kind of taken it up a notch to what they had done earlier on in their, um, in their career. And I think that this really follows the last two albums. And again, if, if you don't have 15 songs to put out, don't do it. (laughs) You know, if you've only got eight songs that are good, just put those out. If you only got six, put those out, don't do what fucking Def Leppard did. And just, you know, 80 something minutes of just shit, basically, you know, it just it doesn't make sense. Just put out a single, put out an EP. You're not gonna tour on the stuff. So what what's the difference? So yeah, so so for me that would return to Earth Oblivion and Corn Requiem. Uh Brad, uh, you haven't chimed in, in a little bit here. Any anything that's jumping out at you?
0: Uh probably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brad Brad is Brad is on retirement blues. So uh
0: <laughs> it's true. I I have bought so much new music and I've listened to uh just a each, just a very small amount. Um yeah. I did listen to the Journey album twice. I gave it the VMR uh test and uh because I like Jeremy so much I'm not going to talk about that. So it's not, it's not awful, but it's just not what I wanted. It's the, yeah, mostly the production is just like, we're, it just sounds, it's, it sounds, I feel older when I listen to it, not younger. I want to feel younger when I listen to music.
1: Well, here's the thing, Brad, you have, we're, we're in August. You have some time between now and December to uh, will, to catch up. And be ready for the end of year show.
0: Yeah, I'll be uh I'll I'll have some downtime maybe on a cruise ship and be able to listen to lots of music. We'll see.
1: I hope you don't plan on streaming it because it'll be awfully expensive.
0: Oh damn, that's a good point. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. bust,
1: out, bust out the disc, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well yeah i i I gotta start i i had a goal of like listening to an album a day when i became retired but my (laughs) it hasn't happened yet yeah i'll get there
1: all right um jeremy i'm assuming that with your last two picks you're gonna overlap with my last uh choice here but
3: uh
1: what are the last two for you
3: could well be one. I think we we know what that one is. Let, let me go to the second one first, which I think Brad's going to like this one much better. In fact, I know he likes this one much better. It's the Saxon album, Carp DM, which came out in February. And, you know, it's, it's just Saxon through and through, one of, one of the great British bands still doing it, still um, playing what they should be playing, proper rock and roll, proper metal. Um, thought it was probably on a par with it, if not better than the previous album. It was, um, you know, it was just rocks all the way through. And um, you know what you get getting with Saxon. So that, that's one of them. And then, of course, my top pick, this is probably the number one I'm not quite sure. I haven't really ranked them. But it's the one that will overlap with you. And, of course, it's the Scorpions album, Rock Believer, which came out in the same month. Um, it was a real throwback uh, to the old days. Really, you know, a lot of the songs on there were similar to old albums that we've heard. It was in that style. Uh, some really good tracks on there, uh, double album, uh, and a real return to form for the Scorpions, I
2: thought. Yeah, agreed. and I've
3: listened to both those albums. How
0: about that? There you go.
1: the The Scorpions album is the one that overlaps with me. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed this album a lot like you said it sounds like a lot of their earlier stuff to me it's probably their best album since savage amusement i know that some people were saying that it's the best thing since blackout i i couldn't say that because you know i i think that savage amusement was a really good album i think that love it first thing is a really good album and blackout is to me is my favorite album by them um so to say that that this is better than and love it. First thing, for example, I, I can't, I can't subscribe to that, but the best thing since the late eighties, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I think Mickey D came in and really kicked their ass and, you know, he's got a specific legacy playing in motorhead and King diamond and stuff like that. So I, I think that his influence on the band really, You know, at least I'm hoping that that's what made made the difference. Again, maybe COVID helped a little, having additional downtime for them to work on this. The album is good beginning to end. I even like the ballad. Not being a ballad guy, (laughs) I even think the ballad is decent. Um, This is exactly what you know. uh, Again, there's there's these monumental albums by bands that have been around for a long time where you think, why don't all of these bands release stuff like that? You know, I can point to this. I can point to Judas Priest's Firepower. I can point to, I really liked, um, I always fuck this up, the uh, The last Van Halen album. Yes, I know that it's technically not new, new music, but, uh, you know, given that that was what we were going to get, a different kind of truth, that's it. Um yeah, um trying to think. I, I I think Rat's Infestation was was along those lines as well. But then you get clunkers like Saints of Los Angeles by Motley Crue and shit like that, where they're trying to, to placate to the Blink 182 crowd or, or the Papa Roach crowd, and it's as a diehard fan, that's not what you want to hear. So um Jeremy Ed is asking if that's a metal heart
2: t shirt. I believe it is, right? Yeah, <laughs> nice, very cool. So,
1: um, yeah, so that's our quick rundown of the best of uh, or our favorites of uh, 2022 so far. It's awesome that Ed you were able to join us because you're able to bring that other side of things uh, again i think it's kind of unfair when you see these lists on sites where it's just focused you know they're tr- they're trying to be they're trying to cover a lot of genres of or subgenres of metal and we don't all like the same thing but at the same time you know i value your opinion i va- value jeremy's opinion uh it's just as valid as as mine and there's shit i like that you guys i'm sure hate and there's stuff that you guys like that you know, that I probably don't list all the time either, but it doesn't matter that it's not good, you know? So uh, I I love that you were able to come on and and bring us, bring that side of the the table and and Jeremy bringing us definitely probably the most AOR person in the group. So uh, when I'm putting lists together and stuff, I'm like, ah, this, this one's right up, right up Jeremy's alley. He's going to love this one. So um, it's always great
2: to kind of have all bases covered with, with what we do here. So. Awesome. Cool.
1: So, um, we're we're gonna be wrapping things up. It's it's uh, kind of sucks that um, Brad. Now you know that we start things an hour before when you joined, uh, and and hopefully we can get Ed on sooner. We are gonna ha- hopefully have all you guys on for the nineteen eighty three episode, and that should be uh that should be really neat. Uh, we have a date for that yet it's going to be the 26th because I think that's Ed. You said that's the day that you're going to be available, right?
2: Yeah, well, I chose that one so I'd have the more time to be prepared for that. Um, <laughs> you know, digging into all the music from
1: 1983. Yeah, well, so yeah,
2: it's- spend a couple of weeks doing that and we'll have a good show. Well, awesome. we're gonna,
1: yeah, what we're gonna do also this time around so that I don't have to. Chase people down twice. Uh, when you send me your pick for your album, send me your favorite song off of that album as well, so we can make a playlist right off the bat with all of that as well. So um, I was actually putting the the thrash playlist to, today, which uh, this weekend will go live. So I'll share that with uh, with you guys. I think it's it's a, it's a good cross section. Of uh of of all things thrash. You know, I know it was hard for uh for all of us, especially when you look at some bands that are amongst your favorites. There, there are certain bands that I switched songs several times because I was in the mood for one song or another song. Or um being that I see the list, uh, there were a few people that I'd coincided with picks, and I was like, all right, well, Metallica, for example. I, I switched my Metallica song twice. So uh so because other people had picked some of the other songs that I'd picked.
2: I'm looking forward to it seeing what everybody put on there. Yeah. Especially with the one song limit. Yeah. per band. It's definitely
1: definitely hard. There there were plenty of these bands for me. Yeah. That was a good rule you made there. That yeah. makes it fun. Uh, because how many, how many total songs you got? Um it's going to be
2: 70 songs. Ooh, wow. So, um,
1: yeah, for me, Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth, Suicidal Tendencies, those were super hard for me mm. because I love so much of all those bands' catalogs. That it's one of these things where you know that there are certain bands that you love so much that depending what mood you're in, there's a specific song that's number one for you,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know. So on a Tuesday in August, <laughs> you know, it could be Master of Puppets, but then that Thursday it might be Battery, you know. So it, it's it's one of those things where, and I didn't want to have, you know, seventy songs, and it turned out that fifty were Metallica songs. So mm-hmm. I, I think this makes it this this makes it good to have like a cross section between each band. And shit, if people don't like it, they need to become patrons and vote next time. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. So should should be cool. I, I think I think that everyone will be pretty happy with with all the with all the stuff that was picked. And I think that some of these songs people are gonna people are gonna see that they're kind of um, out of left field. There are a few of them. Um, the interesting thing is how many people will listen to it without checking out the entire list beforehand to kind of be surprised as to what's there. Cause that, that'll, that'll be a neat experience, I think, because I do think that there's some that are, that you won't expect that, that you'll hear and you'll be like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, this was a great pick because I haven't heard it in a while or I forgot about this one or, or, you know, yeah, you know. I would have picked this one, but this other one kind of spoke to me more. So, it should be cool. So, I'm I'm sure I'll be getting everyone's feedback as soon as I post it. <laughs> so, uh, 83, 83 will be a doozy as well. Um, I I will say that I believe that we. Um, <laughs> it until we get to 1990 we, there won't be an album or there won't be a year without iron maiden releasing an album so uh it it'll be interesting to see if between 83 and 90 if anyone will be able to squeak it out to uh to beat them out because so far every year they've released an album it's been voted number 1
2: there is there so is one
3: 83- there is one that will push iron maiden not this time, I think in
2: '83. I think. Well, I'm not saying anything more. That's a bold prediction. Number of the Beast.
0: That's
1: Argu- arguably their biggest album. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I th- not. Listen, I, I love surprises. I love when when people's picks are kind of left of center. And it gives us a reason to check out albums that maybe, again, we maybe didn't listen to back then or, you know, we want to revisit as a result. So I'm all for that kind of stuff. So, uh, so let's see, I, I, I guess, Jeremy, is it a Saxon album by any chance?
3: (laughs) No, it's much bigger, much bigger than that. Come on. We're talking 1983. Think about who released their debut album in 1983.
2: The greatest no, album. Know. What was that? The, the greatest album. I don't know who you're talking about. Didn't hear what you said. Yeah, say again.
3: I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, come on, one of the greatest singers that we know in heavy, heavy metal. It's got to be number one, surely. Anyway, I'm, I'm not saying because I don't want to influence the vote. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
2: <laughs>
3: so forget all about it. Let's just forget all about it. All right. All right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll,
1: we'll see when, when the voting is done. So uh, if, if you want to be part of that 1983 show, if you want to influence the vote, if nothing else, uh, become a patron, you can do so for as little as two bucks a month. I know that I'm a pain in the ass about that, but if I don't toot my own horn, nobody else is going to do it. So. uh,
0: Two bucks a month is nothing, man. I'm. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Yeah. Well, uh, that's...
3: Yeah. It's about enough gas to, to heat your home for about 10 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. These prices, current prices. Well. it uh, Yeah, hanging out with you guys is worth a lot more than 2 bucks a month. Maybe <laughs> yeah, that's why I pay so much.
2: Hmm. Hey,
1: Ed just mentioned uh, Castrator, for example, which uh, I posted... On Patreon uh, within the group, so that's amongst uh, some of the bands that I've turned people on and uh, turned people on to, and and Ed just found out about them recently. So there you go. So for for anyone that's uh, again a lazy listener that says nothing good has come out since it, since eighty nine, there's plenty of good new music coming out. You just got to find it and. If you join the Patreon group, you'll see that I kind of uh, facilitate the entire process. So no. uh anyway, any parting words before we uh before we call it a night? Ed, anything you'd like to
2: say before we uh disconnect here? No, it's just been good to hang out with you guys and thanks for all the uh help finding good music this year so far, Victor.
1: Awesome. I I I love hearing that. Brad, anything from you?
0: I really like the new Megadeth song. So there you go. Cool. There you it's go. It's parting show. <laughs>
1: and one of the things that uh, me and Jeremy talked about before you guys came on, the rest of the year, from the rest of August up until the end of uh, uh, October, there's big releases coming out each each week. The Megadeth is coming out with a bunch of other things, and then the following week is the Aussies. So there's there's going to be plenty of music to uh, digest as usual between now and the the holiday season, where all of this kind of uh, shuts off and becomes all greatest hits and live albums. So <laughs> there you go, uh, Jeremy. Any parting words?
3: Yeah, I just thought that last year's albums couldn't be beaten because I thought it was a really good year last year. And I'm so wrong because, you know, we're, we're here now, we're in August and there's been so many released already. Another great year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I echo everything that you guys have just said. There's always something good coming out. You know, you, again, I personally am not looking for something to topple my favorites. I'm kind of looking for a side dish that goes along with the steak. You know, something else that I can pair with with whatever my favorite album is or whatever, you know, whatever I'm in the mood to listen to. So it's it's always fun to talk to you guys about music and and again, hear that you guys are listening to things. To hear to hear that Brad and Mike Jones that, that their wallets are lighter thanks to uh <laughs> thanks to music that I'm posting about. So uh there you go. Uh on that note, we will wrap up the show. I thank all three of my guests tonight, and uh, we will be back next week right here on the Signals from Mars livestream. See you, folks. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show.